Oh, hey there, traveler. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. This is gonna sound a little weird, and I know I asked you before, but was anybody following you when you came here? We've uh, been having a bit of trouble, and I just, just want to make sure things are okay. No? All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that, traveler. Why don't you go see Wing over? He's waiting in the back there. And you're sure that these ones aren't just going to go crazy on me again, and I'm not going to have to deal with any more dead bodies? Alright. Alright. Well, send me those intents. Thank you. Bye. Oh, travelers. Welcome. I was just on the old communication sphere with Battlebards College about sending me over some more interns. You know how it's been lately. It's been a little crazy. But, uh, yeah, if you want some of that good Battlebards music for your fantastic shows and performances, then why don't you stroll on down to BattleBards.com and use the promotion code BALANCE7DICE. By doing so, you can get some amazing, fantastic sounds, like pew 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 and shabang bang. Just kidding, that's my sounds. But for real though, they have some pretty sweet sounds, so like hop on that. Anyways, travelers, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a bit. Probably been like, what, two weeks? Yeah, yeah, things have been okay. No one ever really asks how Wing Over stays going, but that's fine. Like, whatever. Oh, look at here. We got a little bit of fan mail. This one is from the lovely bardic group, Wild Endeavors. You can find them where you can find us, usually. You know, at the inn. So let's see. <coughs> it says... Instant classic, five stars. One of the most interesting stories we've heard in actual play podcast. We were hooked right away. Excellent sound working characters bring the adventure to life. We're still in the very early episode, sort of course. We have a give a big shout out to Steve. Oh, precious Steve the farmer. He's a GD delight. I believe that stands for God's Damned. These folks belong on your must-listen list. Oh, well, thank you. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more of Steve. I've been getting a lot of requests for that, how that farmer's doing. I'm sure he's doing fine. And be sure to stick around near the end. We have another promotion for No Mercy Podcast. They're another bardic group that's just been fairly fresh to the cool new digs of podcasting. I don't know what that is, Travelers, but they're, they're out there and you should listen to them. They're pretty rad. So, where did we last leave off? Oh, yes. We just had somebody split out of the chest of another person. Yeah, ghouls are pretty nasty, I must say. If you encounter a ghoul, he'll probably be like, Hey, let me kill you and eat your decaying flesh. They're super weird like that and very rude. I don't like hanging out with ghouls at all. All. But now Death Shift and our guest, Opus, from the Reforged podcast, get to hang out with some ghouls and have a merry good time. So I give you, without further ado, Off to War, Part 2. Hi, I'm Robert. I'm playing MZ, 4th level Githyanki Ranger. Hey, my name is Humberto. And I play Dordan, level 4, Dwarven Cleric. 
Hi, my name is Brent. I am playing Kelsar, level 4 Tiefling Paladin. This is Evan. I'm playing Ronnie, the 4th level Half-Elf Bard. So where we last left off was actually quite the moment. You were all standing around, and by you all, I mean MZ, Bordon, Ronnie, and Opus. You were standing around the fallen villager in the burned down village. He was leaning up near the well, and Bordon was trying to perform first aid and save this man. He gave him some magical healing. He was doing his best to try to bring him back from the brink of death. When suddenly, he started noticing hands were pushing out of his skin. There was like a face that would push against it. Like there was something inside. And then his chest split open. And these hands grabbed each side of the split and they tore it out. And pulling out of his chest is this almost perfect version of him, but with no nose and these two large slits where his nose should be, almost like the nose was cut right off. And anywhere that there was hair on its body is gone. It has serrated teeth, gray, tight skin, like a certain someone you've seen before. It shrieks at all of you. And I need initiative. All right, let's do it. Oh, 19. Oh my god, what? 14. Uh, Opus is a 17. Ooh, I got a 17 as well. So you guys all see this creature. It rips out of the body. And then you hear the sound of dirt just being moved. Large amount of dirt from all over. You start turning around, looking, and all around you there are these holes that are bursting and these gray hands pulling up. Oh, shoot. Like, counting them, you see about 20 ghouls all around you, ripping themselves out of the ground. And we start off with Ronnie. There's a lot of these guys pulling themselves up. There's about 20 in total, including the one in front of you. And they're all over in this burned-down town, and the uh, well's the only thing in the center here, and it's pretty low to the ground. Mm. All right, well, then I'm going to the Thunderwave area. Yeah, you could definitely do that. What kind of range is that? Uh, 15-foot cube from me. Oh, you just miss uh, all your allies, which is great. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Oh, no, wait, sorry, you get five and board on. <laughs> ah, whatever, who cares? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is it? Is it a dexterity or oh, constitution? Shit. Constitution. Saving. And what is your saving throw? 14. And they did not. 15, yeah. Yeah, you're good, so half damage. Oh, garbage. Four. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's still my, you know, my ass on the line, so... Yeah, so board on... As Ronnie goes, and uh, Ronnie, what are you doing to make this super hardcore jam out sound? You like bring on like a electric guitar or something? Some maracas, a yeah. triangle, <laughs> <laughs> electric jug, <laughs> an electric jug. How the fuck am I supposed to find that? I don't okay. know, man. <laughs> so you see Ronnie pull out this really strange-looking jug, and it's got some lights and everything all over it, and it forms out of the ground around him. 
and he blows on it, and this blast set, shoots out. Five of these ghouls just get knocked prone, all the ones that are around Ronnie. And Bordon, you get hit with this blast. It hurts a little bit, but you manage to stand your ground. It was a tickle. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> all Ronnie. We go from Ronnie to Emzy. That main guy is right in front of me. Yep. I'll move up and uh, I will roll to hit 23. That's a hit for sure. And then that's five damage. I got 23 again. Damn. Okay, yeah. Six points of damage. So you see MZ just run right up to this guy. He's still got this fresh bits of gore that are falling off him as he climbed out of his old meat suit. And he just rends these blades across, but the creature's still up, and it looks furious as it shrieks at him. And when this thing shrieks, they all shriek, and it's just this loud roar. And it goes from MZ to Opus. So Opus, you are standing there, cloak around you, hammer on your back. Yes. And so let's see. So the battlefield's exactly as I see it before me. So That's right. okay. There. Good 20 all around you. MZ's right at one. Ronnie has five that are falling down around him. Okay, then I am going to run straight towards the back of the pack here. That's where it's a little bit more dense. Yes, that character move for everyone. And Paladin Sigil hanging uselessly to the side. I'm going to clasp my hands together and start a dart chant and cast the Arms of Hater. So dart tendrils erupt around me in a 10-foot radius and will attack all the ghouls which should be one, two, three, oh, that's four, so five, cool. uh, six nearby. And so these tendrils start battering them, and then they, they need to make their, their strength saving throws of um, 15 DC. I'm not allowed having fun being a DM. Yeah, they failed. They rolled a two. Okay, then each of them take... Oh, that's not too bad. Eight necrotic damage and can't take reactions. Oh, Nice. Opus runs up into the center of these, and as he holds on and starts chanting, this deep language starts coming out of him. This sort of almost evil language that is just pooling out, and then you see the ground start to ripple in certain places, and these black tendrils erupt and just start beating down on these ghouls as they're shrieking out in pain. And MZ, you see the one in front of you, after it took the two slashes, it was looking like it was leaning towards you, and this tentacle just slammed it in the back of the head. It's still up, but it's now looking pretty damn rough. Wait, I didn't know you could make, like, a dark paladin. He's a warlock as well. Yep. Two and two. Keep that in mind next time. We go from Crazy Opus to Orodon. There's a bunch of them, and I would like to know if there is a place that I could run that could funnel them you know so instead of fighting oh so like bottleneck them when they're coming at you yeah exactly yes there are there's a number of fallen houses that are just burned timber it might maybe protect your sides but you're fairly surrounded you'll have to run through them a bit they won't be able to to eat me yeah, so like it'll it'll protect your sides, but you'll still have to look after your back and your front. Can I start backing up or moving towards those ruins and like cast something? Because I I think I can walk a bit and cast, right? 
yeah, you can do a movement action and your normal action. A lot of these walls, they're there's so many holes through them. They're like just a couple boards standing up, but it'll make it so that they at least can't be standing in those areas. So you can at least try to bottleneck. But you guys are think of it like a town square. You're at the center here where they had their well with their drawing water, and a lot of the activities and stuff would have happened here. And I move like, like instead of straight, just like in, a, like in parallel. Like, am I gonna get like hit? Those ones that are all around Ronnie are thankfully prone, so they won't be able to get an attack on you. And can I still attack? Yeah, you can smash the one right that's down on the ground. I'm going to cast Sanctuary on Ronnie. Nice. Look at this teamwork, guys. I mean, I just left his, you know, like his flank, so I think I own him <laughs> at least that. <laughs> so what that means, Ronnie, is that as long as you're not attacking anyone, like you can still cast like buffs on your friends and stuff like that. When you start dealing damage to creatures, uh, you, the sanctuary is gone. And if they want to try to attack you, they have to make a saving throw to do so because of the sanctuary. Bordon starts holding onto his holy symbol. He looks down at the creature on the ground, thinking about bashing its head in, then looks back at Ronnie with an exasperated sigh. He <laughs> begins chanting, and this holy glow goes around Ronnie. And now, it's the monster's turn. Oh. So these creatures get up and advance. Opus, you are surrounded on all sides. Oh, I am. MZ will be as well. So these creatures run forward in a swarm at this unbelievable speed. A lot of their actions seem really familiar. And whenever your mind's like, what are these things? Like you're racing, you're trying to kill them. They all look like they're kind of basic everyday people, except missing their hair, missing their nose. Their skin is stretched really tight across their body. And they have these serrated teeth. And they're all screaming and shouting like, Kill the living ones, kill them! As they're running forward, and then it clicks. The way they move, the way they talk, the way their skin looks on their body, they all look like Matthews. Oh, I narrow my eyes at that. And Opus, what's your AC? It's 18. So one of these creatures hits you. As the others, they just start battering down on you. But your armor is taking a log of the brunt of these attacks. Oh, yes. But one of them manages to duck through, and it rends its claws across, and you take 12 points of damage. Okay. That one that rends it across, like, it punctures, like, through my armor? Yeah, and blood starts flowing down. As a reaction, may I use Hellish Rebuke? You may. How much damage are you going to do? Uh, it is. It gets to make a dexterity saving throw of 15. It succeeded. Okay, so that would be seven fire damage. I was saying, like, it would be cool if, like, the fire, like, seeps through the armor necessarily than just, like, blowing up on the creature itself, since it's, like, right in front of me. So this creature goes, it slashes its claws, and you see your blood. It actually looks very, very dark. It's been a long time since you've seen your own blood on the battlefield, and you can tell since making this deal that you're not exactly who you used to be. And as this blood seeps out, these flames begin to crack through your armor. And some of it lashes out and hits this ghoul and it shrieks as now there's these scorch marks on its chest. MZ, what's your AC? Uh, 15. 
All right, so one of them is a critical, and one of them is a normal hit. Oh, yeah. And two are misses. What's the spell save DC to try to attack Ronnie? We're done. 15. So two run up to Ronnie, and they go to swing their hands, but they, like, stop themselves, and they look really frustrated as they're trying to attack, and Ronnie's just blowing on this big jug. Then the four rush over to Bordon, shrieking, and come try to claw at him. And Bordon, what's your AC? 18. All right, so only two hit you. So Enzi, you take, you take 17 damage as these creatures slash onto you, and you feel this blood just drain down, and it's just hitting the ground. And they seem excited when they see this blood falling. And Bordon, you take nine points of damage as two of these creatures just slash right into you. I mean, not that bad. I'm surrounded by four creatures. <laughs> yeah, you're just covered in armor and they're trying to get through. And we go to Kelsar. Kelsar, you are standing in the garden area of the headquarters. Elwyn is standing there with you, as well as Diurna. She's checking her armor. Well, I guess not armor, just her leather jacket, making sure she has all her items. She glances over at you. Are you ready, Kelsar? Let's do it. She nods to Elwyn. Elwyn standing there, his burnt orange robes start flowing around him as he concentrates. And suddenly in front of him is this portal. You see through this portal... Tons of these gray-skinned people just smashing down on your party, and there's blood flowing into the ground. And I need you to make initiative check. Two. We will start with Ronnie. So, Ronnie, what you see happen is suddenly this portal just opens up. And through this portal, because you're standing... Actually, all of you could really see into it. You see... Kelsar standing there, his armor's all ready. You see Elwyn on the other side looking really surprised. And you see this seven-foot-tall wolf woman. She's wearing a black leather jacket. She has shades on. And in her hands are these two crystalline pistols. And she has this... Slowly, these crystal armor is forming over her as she looks and snarls. Is she a bruja? No, she's a Wanari from... The Retroverse! Okay, I'm going to go to Opus's, and then I'm going to use Cure Wounds on him. Oh, thank you. You run over, Ronnie, and I imagine you're just still blowing on your jug? Uh, yeah, blowing that jug. And you see, as this man runs over to you, his, uh, I don't know if you have any... Oh, right, you have a witch's hat on and a small vampire cake for, made for a child. And he's blowing on this weird jug with little pieces of electronics. And your wounds start closing up. I'll turn to him and say, uh, strange magic you got there, friend. I would talk back, but I'm continuously blowing into the You said you took 12 damage, right? Yep. Yeah, so you should be 12. All right. Fantastic. So you are fully healed up. It's almost as if you had no wounds to start with. Then we go from Ronnie to Emzy. So... Can I try and do something different with my my powers? You bet you can. I want to try to impale all the ones that are surrounding me. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, 
sort of it just bursts out of me like like spears come out of your sides and then stab into them it's like prototype yeah like like impale them oh i like that yeah uh, why don't you go ahead and roll me a caster check? Since all of you guys can cast magic, this is the first time I've ever had a party that all had spells, that's what we're going to be using for this. So you would roll your d20 and add your uh, caster bonus. I got an 8. So, MZ, you start trying to channel this power. You're holding on to these blades in your hands, and they're getting almost watery. Like, they start, like, rippling and then they quickly suck back into your hands. And you guys all see the symbol on MZ's hand just light up. And suddenly you are in an immense amount of pain. It's almost like every piece of your body is on fire as you scream out. Then you guys see MZ's arms. They have this blood just rip out of, like these holes rupture in his arms. And these two large blades just cover the entire thing and mz you are currently right now in consider it like a rage like you are in a blood frenzy and you want to destroy everything around you okay do i get the same shit that a barbarian would get currently you will get advantage while this is going on strength based attacks and skill checks Okay. So if you have to do athletics or kind of grappling or you are making a strength saving throw or you're just attacking, you get advantage on these. Okay. But as a result, you need to make every three rounds, you need to make a saving throw or else you want to drain the blood out of a creature and absorb it into your own. So you can now make your attacks. My first attack is an 18 altogether. That's a hit. These things do 2d6. So 14 damage. So the one you've been battering on, you go into this rage, and you guys see all the veins on MZ's body just light up this blue, and the blood just pours out of his arms, and now he has these giant blades for his arms. But you see he looks really pale. And he just starts swinging these things madly. And he cuts right into the one in front of him. And then he drags it into him and then slams it down and just spills out the guts of this creature as it looks wide-eyed at him and then just collapses down to the ground dead. Wow. <laughs> you guys should all try your powers. From MZ, it goes to Opus. All right. So directionally for me, which is the the ghoul or the zombie that's uh, been touched by the flame the most north faced one alright then I am going to stare right into that ghoul's face and whisper a dark hex to it as a bonus action uh, which essentially it puts a curse on it it takes 1d6 necrotic damage when I attack it and it also has disadvantage on an ability check made with ability so I'm going to go strength I think being my bonus action, I'm going to wish, whisper that hex, and then I'm going to pull out my hammer with my right arm. And so out from underneath my cloak comes this arm made of demon flesh, and I'll grab that hammer and crack it in the face. That would be a 19. And he's a hit. Nine bludgeoning damage and six necrotic damage. 
so you see Opus, he starts whispering these words, and this black aura starts surrounding this creature as it's looking around confused. And he swishes his right arm, just like in like all those classic good anime. And his cape just billows out, and you see this large demonic arm that ends in a clawed hand. And you see these tufts of fur all along it, as if it's... I kind of think of like a werewolf's arm, how it's a lot of smooth skin, but there's also the fur bits on it. And he grabs this giant maul and he slams it right into this creature and this black energy just erupts and its head explodes. Ah, nice. I'm, I'm actually a little bit concerned about like what I'm seeing. <laughs> I mean, you should be. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say this reminds me of one of the villains in Curse of Strahd. Oh, <laughs> Bordon, it gets better. So my ability, the favor of the dark one activates and blood pools up around me and gives me seven additional hit points, uh, temporary hit points from that. Oh, I that's love it. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's evil. <laughs> he does not look like a good guy right now. <laughs> I turn to the ghoul that's next to the, the southernmost, the one that's next to Ronnie. And I just whisper, you're next. <laughs> and the hex actually will switch. Oh, that's at the beginning of my next turn. The hex will then jump to it. You guys see this crazy ass guy who's been labeled as a paladin, mind you. That's what you were told. <laughs> and then he just starts busting out this real dark magic. And Kelsar, you're watching all this through the portal. This is all happening... Think of it, it's like bullet time, right? This is all just slamming down. You see MZ is in this frenzy. His eyes are completely coated in blood. There's this red glow over his eyes. All right, what did Ronnie do? <laughs> you see Ronnie is desperately blowing on a jug with a lot of little lights on it. And you see Bordon is holding up his shield and swinging his hammer as all these creatures just are surrounding him. From Opus, it goes to Diurna. She calmly steps through the portal, and then you see this portal just sort of shimmer as she walks through, and she's seven feet tall, a black leather jacket, these fitted cargo pants and military boots, and she points these two weapons right at the one that's north-facing on Bordon, and she pulls both the triggers, and you see these two blasts fire out as these beams of light just shoot at it. And then you see this creature shriek, and one blasts right through its shoulder and it freaks out and it turns around quickly as the second one goes right between its eyes and it just falls over dead. And she spins the pistols over looking at other ones and she says, Kelsar, now! It goes to Borodon. Okay, so I'll, I'll cast Healing Word on him. Seven. Nice. So, MZ, you don't really notice, but you do get seven hit points back. Thank you. You can thank me later. <laughs> and then we go to the monster's turn. So just as soon as you made those small little holes, they quickly fill up, and these ghouls just start rushing. And one of them plows towards Borodon. A few of them are trying to run at Diurna, and the rest are going to continue swinging at Elsar and Opus. All right. We have four attacking Opus. Sorry, what was your AC again? 18. Wait, how could they surround me? I'm not even through the portal yet. <laughs> the portal is a, a two-way thing. Like Somebody could walk through that portal. They aren't surrounding you, though, technically. You could step out. The moment you step through the portal, the portal will be closed. 
you could technically be in that same square and the portal will close behind you. So here's what happens. These ghouls all start swinging, they're going rabid, and two of them go through and they strike at Opus. And Opus, you take 20 points of damage as these creatures are slashing into you and your blood is flowing. Can I set one of them on fire again? You bet you can. It gets to make a dexterity 15 saving throw to see if it can half the... Uh, it failed. Oh, then it takes 19 points of fire damage. Damn, son. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> Sweet. Then the blood pools up and I gain that health again. This blood is just like circling around and like going into your wounds while more blood is flowing out onto the ground. And one of these creatures, it slashes right into you, looking triumphant as these flames burst out and it just singes its face as the flesh is just melted away and there's just a skull and it falls to the ground and more of its blood pools in to start coating some of your wounds. It's delicious. And MZ, you take 15 points of damage as these things start just hacking into you. And in your mind, you don't even feel this pain. You're just filled with this rage, this bloodlust, that you just want the blood from these creatures and you're just hacking and swinging. And you see one of them slashes and it cuts into Diana as her crystalline armor glances most of it off, but some of it slashes down onto her arm. And Bordon, this one comes running to you, and you ready your shield, ready your hammer, and it steps on one of the burned boards that quickly snaps, and it falls forward onto its face, and you get an attack of opportunity. Hell yeah. 19. Woohoo! That's a hit. Will your damage. Damage. Wee oui, wee. Oui. So... <laughs> 10. You bring this hammer down on its back. It's still up, but you definitely heard a satisfying crunch. We go to Elsar. You're watching all this rage and mayhem happen, all this blood flowing everywhere, and this portal is shimmering, and there's these creatures waiting outside there. I step through it, and then I go, All right! Which one of you is the later? They all shriek in union. Okay, then. No one wants to answer? Well... I was going to lay on hands of my friend's, uh, my friend Emsy there, but uh, a little bit too far away, so I guess I'm just going to lay my hands on you. And I point to the enemy in front of me. It shrieks at you, trying to grab at your hand. Oh, feisty. Alright, well, I attacked the one in front of me. Actually, no, first, I am going to use my ability, Heaven's Fire Sword. Uh, it gives me an additional 2d6 of fire damage. Your blade is suddenly coated in this cerulean blue flame. And I rolled a hit. 19. 19's a hit. 19. You bring this blade down, and you slash right into it, and it shrieks out. Ha! And you see it just bursts into this bluish flame, and the flame seems a little more effective on these creatures. It just topples to the ground and the flames just start consuming its corpse. And we go from Kalsar up to Ronnie. We really have a ton of spells left. Leash all those chaos powers, just go hardcore. Go chaos shadow, chaos Sinek. Well I can only reach yeah, I can only reach into people though. It's only one person. Well like MZ, you could try using your powers and doing something different that you don't have yet, if you want. It has to be in the theme of the power. So your theme is chaos. Right. You could try to, like, Picasso someone 
whatever you're thinking. Also someone. Mm. That's the dude who made the weird faces, right? Cubism, yeah. I can't say that being helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my face looks weird. Well, he probably couldn't fucking see or attack. I mean, like, his whole goddamn body. Alright, uh, here's what I'm gonna try and do. Some rip side two guys. I assume they're both within arm's reach-ish. Yep. I'm going to use my reaching into stuff power, and I'm gonna grab both of them uh, by the windpipes, and I'm gonna try to... Can I... If I pull stuff... I can pull stuff out of their body, yeah? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna try and pull these windpipes out and then tie them in and knock together. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> roll a sleight of hand uh, to tie your knot. Ah, oh, fuck, I just got 12. Alright, so you see Ronnie hold out his hands. I, I guess your jug just disintegrates onto the ground, falling into the base material. And you see that energy once more crackle around his hands. You see Ronnie reach into each of these creatures and it's almost like their skin their muscle, their bone everything just kind of moves out of the way like his, their bodies are just going, oh sure and he takes their windpipes and he stretches them like they shouldn't be able to stretch this far and he quickly ties it up into this disgusting morbid bow and just lets go and then the humming and weird staticky energy around him just stops. And suddenly these creatures react. They're just, they are trying to shriek, but there's no sound coming out of them. And they're flailing. And I guess roll 2d8 damage. <laughs> I guess roll. <laughs> I mean, they're going to die anyways, but this is like the initial damage. 15. 15 damage. So you do this to these two creatures, and they're now pretty much linked each other they're just in so much pain this blood is flowing out around the hole in their neck where their windpipe's sticking out and they're falling onto the ground they're trying to pull on each other and trying to like get their own windpipe back but they can't and you just see their faces going a more bluish and bluish color i i don't know if i'm actually in the right you know group <laughs> <laughs> It was a big comedy bow. It's very happy looking. <laughs> he draws a little smiley face on it. <laughs> Make a loop. Rabbit goes through the loop. <laughs> MZ. I'll uh, attack the one in front of me again. Okay. So my first attack was an 8. Okay. And the second attack... And a 13. Uh, the 13 is a hit. Maxed out, so 15. You just ran this blade into this creature. It's still up, but it's looking not so well. What's everyone's hit points? Aside from Kelsar, because I know he's full. Yeah, I'm full too. 36. So Opus is at a 28. And I'm at 26. We go from MZ slashing into it to Opus. Your hex floats over to the next creature you just put to that. Yeah, so I'm trying to decide. This might be a radical move, but it might work just all right. Okay, then I'm going to turn around, and can I actually use my bonus action to whisper to the one that's in front of MZ? Sure. So yeah, this that dark magic will seep up in front of that, and I'm going to turn and cast uh, Burning Hands towards MZ. Mm, so it's a that cone. 15-foot cone, so that'll hit all five in front of and adjacent to MZ, but it'll miss Ronnie. Oh, real smooth. 
MZ, you are, forgive me, are you a human? I'm a Gith Yankee. Okay. I don't think Gith Yankees have any fire resistance. No. It's okay. Hit me. <laughs> oh, boy. 16 total damage. Um, let me see. I think they get saving throws, though, including you, MZ. Oh, they fail at hard. I got 15. Actually, you would pass then. Every creature there would take 17, but the one in front of MZ would take 21. Then MZ, you would take 8, I believe. You hold out your hands, and you send out this flame, and this flame just coats these creatures, and a little bit of MZ. And MZ doesn't even seem to notice as these, like, little embers are sparking off of him. And a lot of them just shriek, and the one that MZ had slashed previously just falls to the ground dead. They're all starting to look, uh, before they're really confident, and they really thought they had this, because there was a lot of them. Now they're starting to look a little worried. And then we go from Opus to Diurna. She has the two in front of her. She takes both of her pistols, and she fires at the one in front of her. And you see, she fires both of her pistols. One of them goes right over its head, but the second one slams right into its chest, and it shrieks out. And she gets frustrated and takes both the pistols, and she slams them down on either side of the creature's head, and they just shatter out of her hands. Now she's standing there with just her claws, sneering at the creature. It's looking pretty wounded. It goes from her to Borodon. All cast Sacred Flame. Alright, roll the hit. 19. 19 is a hit. 10. Alright, so you blast this spell at this creature in front of you. Your holy fire just bursts right through it, and it leaves this hole in its chest as it just falls backwards. Alright, so then we go from Bordon lighting this thing's face on fire to these creatures. So now there is a lot less of them, and they're starting to look a little freaked out. One of them rushes up in front of Bordon, and one of them moves over to Kelsar. And you actually see you of them start running off. They're going in the, the opposite direction that you guys entered town. So you guys would have entered town at the northeastern area, and then they're heading out of the southeast. Oh, sorry. You guys came in northwest, and they're leaving southeast. I know my directions. I went to school. Interesting. The three will attack Opus. Let's do it. And two hit, one miss. Okay. Two hit MZ. One misses Borodon. One misses Kelsar. And two missed him. So, MZ, you take ten points of damage. And Opus, you take sixteen. Jeez, that's a lot. Oh, boy. And do you still want to do that rebuke? Uh, out of spell slots at this point. Now these creatures start looking a little bit more confident that they don't see these flames bursting out of you. And we go from those creatures to Kelsar. God damn it, get out of my way, I'm trying to help my friend. Ooh, pretty stone. And it tries swiping at the ion stone that's floating around your head. Swipe it, see where it gets you. Do you let it grab the stone? Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. Is Kelsar, like, yeah. Grab the stone. Whatever. I don't give a shit. He grabs the stone perfectly out of the air, pops it in his mouth, and you see this weird bluish energy go through him. And Kelsar, your eyes light up, and someone else takes over, and you want that stone back. Give me back thy stone. It's mine. Wait, I thought it would, um... Wait, didn't it initially, like... No, never mind. Talk about it. They warned you to not let Ronnie touch it. 
<laughs> He's literally a walking bag of chaos energy. He just tied two creatures' windpipes together. <laughs> so all we have to do is just feed Matthew with, like, Kelsar Stone. Nine. Nine to hit? That's a miss. <laughs> oh, it. So you guys watch as suddenly Kelsar's eyes light up in that flame. And you've seen that a few times. It's generally whenever he's using his shield ability. Or he's initially summoning the spell on his sword. And you see these flames actually coat. And they form this sort of like blue flame cape that's behind him. And these flames coat his small horns on his forehead. And when he swings and he misses this ghoul, you see his sword crash into the ground and this large area just explodes with energy. This creature just manages to scramble out of the way in time. And you haven't seen Kelsar like Damned monster. And from Kelsar, it goes to Ronnie. All right, so that guy to the up and to the right, they should both be dead now, huh? Um, they're just about to. Okay. Oh, wait, yeah, no, it was the monster's turn, yeah. Yeah. They would have died. They would have died on their but turn. You see the two, they're clutching, trying to pull at the windpipes, and each time they're pulling, it's getting weaker and weaker, and they just slump down to the ground and stop moving. I guess my, I guess doing that would have gotten rid of my uh, sanctuary thing, yeah. Because you dealt damage. Uh, okay, well then I'm just going to go uh, south of space there and smash that guy to the left of uh, MT. So you turn around and you run over to the one. Going to... Really heavy. I'm going to make a big gong appear with my music powers and hit him with that. Okay, <laughs> roll to hit. I never thought about you using that for combat. Well, if you ever played Monster Hunter, you know that... <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I should have used a, uh, whatchamacallit horn. Like the hunting horn? Hunting horn. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I got a six. <laughs> you summon this gong, and it's you suddenly don't realize how heavy a gong is, and you're like, oh shit, and you're trying to swing it, and it just smashes into the ground, you hear that's like, oh, as it like smashes down, and it's doing that thing where it's like rocking back and forth until it finally settles. And then from Ronnie it goes to Emzy. Emzy, I need a wisdom saving throw from you. Uh, 16. You suddenly get an intense craving for blood and you're looking at these creatures and they don't look quite good enough, but you see all the blood that's surrounding Opus and he looks damn fine. And then it, you manage to kind of snap out of that idea and you just want to attack again. That's a scary thought. I don't know if I want to paint this group anymore. <laughs> Guys, I'm done. <laughs> Ordon retires. He lives a really good life, actually. He opens up a well, shop. I'm still royalty, so yeah, I guess I'm fine. Okay, that one that Ronnie ch tried to go for. Or actually, the, the one... The one directly behind you? Yeah, I'm going to go for that one. So my first one's a 21. Okay. And that does 11 damage. All right. 19 altogether and that's nine points of damage so you go and you just start slashing at this creature and you rip it apart just pieces of it go flying you cut off its arm you cut off its other arm it tries to bite towards you and then you just slice off its head and kick its body away nice <laughs> you guys see mz's body is not doing well there are burnt marks there i am i'm covered in blood 
A lot of it is his blood. Covered in cuts. And he looks really, really pale now. Like, before he looked like uh, he just didn't get a lot of sun. Now he looks like a paramedic would be really worried if this guy suddenly walked Like, by. on a scale out of 1 to 51, I look like a 10. <laughs> That's so good. It's above 1. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Still breathing. So then we go from MZ to Opus. So Opus, you have just the one behind you, and there's the other five or six that are engaged. All right. I am going to actually leave the one next to me, and I'm going to go to the one that is currently behind MZ. Okay. So that one gets an attack of opportunity as you run, and it misses. It just lazily swings. It's kind of freaked out from Ronnie, honestly. I mean, I would be. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's looking down at its two friends on the ground. Then, yeah, I'm going to be running up to this one, whispering dark things as I approach it with my hammer. Tell me a dark thing you whisper. I want to know. I hate children. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to approach it, and I'm going to say, I know you can see this, Matthews. I hope you can feel it. And then slam it with my hammer. Okay, roll the hit. Does a 15 hit? Yep. 15 bludgeoning damage plus 5 more necrotic damage. So you just slam down into this creature and its being explodes. <laughs> and all of this blood just flies out. More of it coats Emzy. I mean, he's basically a red paint can at this point. Emzy is just blood. Somewhere miles away, Matthews is in a castle. He's sipping on soup and he's just like... <laughs> What? <laughs> and then it goes from Opus to Diana. So she glances over at Kalsar and she looks a little, not annoyed. I'd say she looks a little more concerned. And she says, Yegditha, you cannot be held in this form right now. His body is not strong enough. Please release him. Not yet. Give me a minute. She snarls and in her hands suddenly these two blades form and she swings them and one of them goes and stabs into the creature right beside her and the other one attacks the other one and you see the creature in front of her it was barely standing to start with it just topples over as this blade punctures right through it and the other one she twirls around and spins and slashes it across the chest but it's still up and we go from her to Borodon Bordon, you're standing. This one's looking at you. You're looking at it. And meanwhile, you look over at everyone else. They're just like covered in blood. There's fire everywhere and everything. It's just back to you. And it's you and this one guy at this broken house. And I was, and I'm like, seriously? Seriously? Want to try fighting me? <laughs> Will you let me flee? <laughs> just, just go ahead. Leave. All right. I agree. Really? Bordon, I don't think you should be part of this group anymore. No. Well, clearly, <laughs> I mean, I'm dealing, I, I'm fighting guys that looks like they're less evil than you guys. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm horrified. That's fair. I'm horrified I mean, by what Brony just did with, you know, like the windpipe of that creature. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, he'll leave if you let him. Yeah, just just leave. And I'll, I'll, I'll heal uh, MZ. <laughs> All right. So you're just going to run past him to Enzi? No, I'll just use, yeah, Healing Word, because I don't trust a guy that was slashing 
hit me, you know, like four seconds ago. That's fair. Give him that D4 goodness. So it's four. Thank you. So MZ, you're feeling a little bit better, but you're still, ooh, you're thirsty. I'll just cast Sanctuary on myself. So you hold on to your symbol and you chant these words. A little bit of MZ's wounds blows up and then you suddenly have this holy glow around you that was very similar to Ronnie's. And then it goes from your turn to them. So you see the one in front of you, it runs. It's gone. And the other three that were down there that were running, they book it. This creature, it knows when it's been defeated, so it quickly runs the other way. But these last ones are going to try to duke it out. That that one that Borodon led away, can I chase it? Oh my it? god, no! Yeah, <laughs> once it's once it's your turn, you definitely can. Okay. Uh, so the one hits Diana, one criticals on Kelsar, and one hits MZ. So MZ, you take four points of damage. Diana takes four. And Kelsar, Kelsar, you take... 20 points of damage as this creature just rends right into you. And when your blood flows out, it is actually a light blue. So then we go from these creatures, it goes to Kelsar. Not so tough now, are you? You, you shitty little light bulb. Little Yagditha. Listen here. I'm coming for you, Matthews. Uh, 23. That's a hit. 18. Stab my sword into its chest, and then I say, "Die!" And then he explodes into like a blue energy. So these flames and energy just explode out, and the little sphere comes out from his abdomen, and it starts floating around your head again. And your eyes go back to normal. The flames go away from your horns, and your cloak goes back to just being Ugh. the normal fabric it was. Oh man, I thought that would work. Ugh. You feel real sore. That was a bad idea. <coughs> oh, man. And from Kalsar, it goes to Ronnie. So, Ronnie, there are these two left. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to keep going for the one in front of me then. Gong didn't work. Throw a gong like a frisbee. Bong! That's too heavy. I tried tried lifting, it didn't work. Mm. And these things will still have their weight. Are they? They're not wearing armor, huh? No. Ah, damn. They are naked. Yeah. Oh, uh, stuff spawns from my hands? It's like you hold your hands out and the materials around you, like, say, the dirt and gravel and stuff would form up to the instrument. Oh, so it comes out from the ground. Or wood around you or whatever, but yeah, just whatever's around you. Lame. Okay. And I'm going to try and form a uh, very large timbali. Oh, the, like the, to hit the drums? No, no, I'm going to try and form them up around this guy, if it's coming up from the ground, doing it from underneath him, so he gets stuck inside it. Did you check Wikipedia before, like, playing with us? <laughs> <laughs> like, for new types of, I don't know, like, instruments? No. Timbali's the ones from Rite of Spring, I think. So you, you mean, like, that big-ass drum that they normally play in the back of, like, an orchestra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a big, it's a big round one, rounded on the bottom. Yeah, I watched all them good episodes of uh, Notame Cantabao. I know what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> so you summon up this massive drum underneath them, and it lifts the creature up. Like, it's just like, what? And needs to make a balance, or I guess dexterity, because they don't have balance in this edition. 
So I can't form it around him? Like, form him inside that drum? You... Well, yeah, actually, you could try if you want to. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get him in the drum like Lucille Ball. Alright, roll to use your powers. Uh, so roll your d20 and add your caster bonus. So your charisma modifier plus your proficiency. Yeah, you got a hell of a charisma. 24. Oh, shit. Alright, so here's what happens. You form up this drum, and it's actually faster than you've ever formed up an instrument before. You see this energy form around Ronnie, and suddenly Ronnie looks like he's uh, he's standing in this really nice white tuxedo, and like he's as if he's like uh, ready to go and play in an orchestra. And you see his hair is actually all combed over to the side; it's a lot shorter. He has a small pair of glasses. And he forms this instrument up, and it quickly goes around this creature. Give me one extra little thing that you want to do with this. Oh, so I can, like, bash on the top of it and try to break his eardrums? Yeah, if you want to, and hurt him inside. Yeah. This would just be sonic damage, so he would make a constitution save. He fails. So roll me... No, I'd say 1d8. And since this is your powers, you can add your crystal modifier to it. Nine. So you see he forms this drum up and he just starts pounding on it and you see actual like energy rippling off this thing as this creature shrieks inside and you hear this <laughs> as <a laughs> head just explodes in there. <laughs> and once again Bordon's looking just shocked and appalled <laughs> from the doorway of this burnt down house. And it goes to Emzy. Emzy, you see one last creature. Oh yeah, I just, I give Borodon a dirty look, dirty, dirty look, and then I, I just full bore for the one that he let go. We'll say you run, uh, I'll let you get one attack out of your two. Okay, 22. 22's a hit. And I did, uh, eight. So you go and you slash down on this creature, and I need you to make me another wisdom saving throw. Uh, 17. Okay, you're okay, but now it's your choice if you want to keep this going, your rage. If you want to keep running after it, but you feel the effects on your body are starting to be negative unless you somehow replenish your blood. If I'm, if I'm coming too, can I cast Cure Light Wounds on myself? Like if I'm becoming that, con- like, you know? I would let you do that, but that would end your the rage that's... Oh, okay. I'm gonna kill it. Then we'll go from MZ to Opus. Interesting. Are the other three that the other three that ran south, are they completely gone? Yeah, they're very far gone. They ducked into the trees. I mean, you could try to give chase if you wanted. I don't want to mess with MZ too much, but I could help out there. Let's see. Then I am going to point a hand towards the beast that MZ is fighting. I'm going to cast my hex at it again with my bonus action and then I'm going to cast my cantrip agonizing blast but I think these like two like voc like um instead of just like saying spells it just comes out as a bestial roar mm, I like that and what does the agonizing blast do do you just have to roll the hit it's eldritch blast plus my uh my charisma yeah so I do roll to hit 16 16's a hit 7 force damage plus 6 necrotic damage. So this blast comes racing out of your hands. It just goes right over MZ's shoulders, and it slams into this creature's head, and it just hobbles over dead, doing a couple rolls. 
as it dies, can I rip the blood out of it and make a shield around it myself again? Sure. So you just drag the blood back, and it's like coming in this little snake towards you. And then it forms up as Diana goes, and she attacks the one in front of it with her two blades. And she cuts this thing down. Just shrieks one last pitiful shriek. You guys are standing. There are corpses everywhere. MZ, the blood goes back into your body, but you are considered exhausted. You're back to your right mind. Okay. All right. Three questions. What the hell happened? Who's this guy? And what did Ronnie do? I have a question, and I look at Borodon, and I yell, Are we protecting them now, too? First of all, I don't have to explain my actions to you, but please understand that if, like, it doesn't matter if they're running away or not, they are still Matthew's hellspawn. So what would probably happen was Matthew was going to kill them because they were running away. But no, let's cast a lot of spells instead of, I don't know, maybe saving those spells for, you know, the next wave or whatnot. So it doesn't matter. We would overwhelm them anyway. So does it matter if I let one leave or not? Can I stride up to MZ and put a hand on his shoulder and lay on hands nine health points into him and then reply to Borodon? Yep. So you walk on over to MZ and you put a hand on his shoulder and this energy flows back into you, MZ, and you feel a bit better. Thank you. And I'll say, this man understands. Minions of Matthews deserve to be slaughtered in the most aggressive ways possible. I like this guy. What's his name? <laughs> okay, so, like, this makes absolutely no sense. I mean, we are literally butchering them. I mean, okay. They won't return the favor to you. Well, sure. But still, I mean, you guys know that I'm a cleric, right? I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, be merciful to all of them. But it doesn't matter. I mean, seriously, like, why the hell? Like, you lost a lot of blood. What I did was, instead of focusing on one guy, I healed you. So, I feel like in the end of the day, it was like the best course of action. I just let him flee, and I healed you. You guys are, are just like butchering them. I don't know. <laughs> you guys seems to have like fun. Like this, like it's not like killing them. We're just like exploding them. We're like cruelly killing them. Does it make any sense? Is anyone going to answer me? Uh, Ronnie's still playing on the drum. So, and like the guy is still inside of it. And there's blood inside your drum. Like, the guy's probably just a pulp. Yeah. Yeah, if you've ever listened to those Queen songs where they play the drums and there's a bit of water on top of it, it's kind of like that, except a lot louder. (laughs) And, Opus, one thing clicks in your head. What happened to that man? That would have been a promotion. He was promoted and the ghoul came out of him. But you also know it takes roughly around six to eight hours for that to happen to you. So whoever did this to him, this caravan coming through, is only that far away 
and that means it's actually three days closer than you thought. Oh, interesting. Okay, still nothing's being explained to me. Kalsor, the guy who just came through a portal and is not aware of what's going on. Wow. Well, that was quite a situation, wasn't it? Didn't really expect all that. Bam, bam, shang a lamb, you know, it's just like beep, 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 and everybody's going crazy, and Borodon's like, stop the madness, and it was just a situation, you know, like that was something else. Well, travelers, I do hope you enjoy this. This was our longest combat tale, and uh, I know that can sometimes be a bit draining, but don't you worry. We're going to try to find different ways to spice this stuff up. I wonder if that blood that always floats around Opus is, gets in his hair and stuff is like super gunky. I wonder if he uses his other arm to eat, like his big gangly werewolf-like arm, like does he use that to just like rip open food and eat it? So many questions. But travelers, if you wish to help us out, you should hop on over to the Etunes and toss us one of them good, good reviews. We really appreciate it. Help spread the word. And if you want to hop on the old Twitter sphere, you can always find us at Ballad Seven Dice when I wing over Gimbal and just kicking it cool. Oh, one more thing, travelers. I almost forgot. I'll start doing this when you come over to the tavern, but we have a sweet new deal set up with Easy Roller Dice Company. If you want to get some of that sweet, sweet dice rolling action, or maybe you want a new, nice new dice tray, or you want a sweet new dice bag, then you should hop on over to EasyDiceRoller.com and use the code BALLAD7DICE to get 10% off your latest dice knickknacks. I don't know what you use those for, travelers, but I'm sure it'll be rad. Well, I need to go over to Battle Bards and try to sort out the remainder of this intern thing. Hopefully we can get some real good ones. Anyway, travelers, I must be off. As always, dear travelers, I bid you adieu. What would it sound like if a bunch of friends who went to high school together almost 20 years ago decided to take up D&D? Who's this big fellow? What's your name? You must be friends with this little one. Yeah, I mean, my name's Chest. Chester Brownlee. You can call me Chest. That's a weird name. Okay. <laughs> they might act a little bit inappropriate. I aim my bow into the air and fire it, and it goes a little lower than I wanted. <laughs> I think you know. They do a lot of goofing around while trying to stumble through a story. You know who beat me? Oh, who was it? Low cag. Oh. He fucking yeah. cheated. I lost a high cag. Ah, fucking, uh, yeah, those two. That's a dumb trying to hold it. <laughs> we are No Mercy Podcast. That's G-N-O-M-E-R-C-Y Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at No Mercy Podcast and download our podcast on any major podcasting apps. Thanks, Ballad. Let's go Death Shift. <laughs>